Hey fan whores, it's Amber from California. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you why I became a member of Billy's Patreon community and why I think you should too. You know, I didn't really know what to expect the first time I listened to the show. Uh, all I really knew about Billy was that he was a comedian and he had these gorgeous blue eyes, which I won't lie is the reason I clicked at first. Um, but I did realize very quickly that there was a lot of substance to this show. I loved the conversations that he was having. They were open and honest and fun and, you know, sometimes a little uncomfortable, but uh, always real. And I just really related to Billy and kind of what he was about. And so I knew I wanted to do more to support than just be a listener. And Billy made me feel very welcome from the very beginning and introduced me to this community of amazing, sex-positive, like-minded people and really just gave me a place that I felt like I could belong finally and um, be understood. It's just been such a positive experience for me and I want everyone to have that kind of uh, positive experience in their life um because who couldn't use more positivity in their life so with that being said i think that you guys should do what i did and put your money where his mouth is uh and join us join the family uh and you know we'll see you in the champagne room take it away billy welcome to the man or podcast Shout out to all the drama mamas, dastardly daddies, and play party party poopers. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Play party party poopers. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, very, very alluding to this week's episode and the topics covered. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Uh, welcome to my show. If you're new to this program, uh, I started this podcast about five years ago talking to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, uh, and why we didn't work out. Well, uh, today's episode, we've got on a, a past partner of mine, Stevie Balcon. Balkin? Balcon. Stevie's on the show this week, everybody. She'll say the last name way more properly than I can. And I cannot wait to share her with y'all in a bit. But first... Show Get dates. them hot. Get them dates. Show dates. Yeah. All right, everyone. March 28th, I'm going to be at the Bell House doing a one-liner comedy competition. Super fun. I did this last year. It's a blast. Come on out if you can. There's a bunch of fantastic New York City stand-ups competing, and somehow I'm one of them. And then, of course, August 2nd through August 4th is Con. Oh, Yeah. Manhorcon passes go on sale this Friday, everybody. It's time to finally make some plans to join me and your fellow fan whores in New York City. Now, what is Manhorcon? That's a great question. Uh, Manhorcon is a weekend for the fan whores. Listeners from all over the country and Canada take part in a bunch of fun, sex-positive events in the greatest city in the world. 
I, I literally broke down in tears multiple times last year watching dozens of strangers become best friends because they all like the same slutty podcast. It's so cool. And not to mention, you know, it's also just a great excuse to come visit New York City. If you've ever been like, mm, I want to go to New York, now's a good time. Man, last year, wow. Let me see. There were there were parties, there were performances, there were workshops. There were a couple of orgies, um, both planned and unplanned, and there was free lube thanks to one of my sponsors. It was sick, and this year will be just as fun. Now, if you're telling yourself you don't want to be the awkward weirdo who goes alone, don't fret, you know? Don't fret. Half of last year's attendees came by themselves. If you come to New York City for the weekend, I promise you will leave with a bunch of new sex-positive podcast-loving friends. And like, I'm there too. Uh, I, I think that's kind of a selling point as well. A limited number of weekend passes go on sale this Friday, March 15th at noon Eastern time. Super early bird discount passes are just $55 until April 6th. Or until we run out of the super early bird discounted passes, whichever comes first. You also might be wondering, uh, hey, Billy, is this just a weekend long orgy? No, no, no. Although there will be a sex-friendly after-party one of the nights, you can have a fabulous time and make some great new friends without ever taking your clothes off. You can also attend all of the events on the schedule without ever seeing a naked person if you don't want to. However, I, I cannot control what consenting adults do in their hotel rooms or in the bathrooms of our venues on their own time. Get your weekend pass today at manwhorepod.com slash weekend. Again, prices go up on April 6th, and we've only got a limited number of super early bird discounted passes. So get yours now. Again, that's manwhorepod.com slash weekend. All right. You ever get like a random text from a... From someone you hooked up with and it's really, really long and before you've actually read it, you're just super nervous. If I if I get a super long text from a, a sincere ex of mine, I'm nervous that someone's angry. And if I get a super long text from someone I hooked up with just one time, I'm worried they're going to tell me I might have chlamydia. It's just, you know, it's break up the text into multiple small texts, please. Uh, it helps for my anxiety. Uh, however, I did get one uh, super long text from someone recently who I haven't seen. I haven't seen Lisa since the summer, and I, I, we don't really text much at all. It's been several months since we uh, even communicated. So out of the blue, out of nowhere, I got this just like crazy long text message one afternoon. And I wanted to share it with you. She said, uh, hi, Billy. I just wanted to thank you for answering my questions about sex and stuff last summer, primarily the one about condoms. You can't believe how many men are offended that I insist they wear one. It is fucking unreal. Your words seriously echo in my head about it being bullshit that they can't feel or whatever. Like, just because a girl can't get pregnant doesn't fucking mean they want some dude to come inside them. I'm stunned at the few experiences I have had. I just wanted to thank you. She gave me some bullet points. She was like, I'm not poly. I do want a monogamous relationship someday. I do love sex. I feel so much more empowered and prepared to talk to my daughter about this someday, all thanks to you. I hope all is going great for you as well. 
Uh, that was, you know, nice. And since I, since all we did was make out and, and give me a hand job, I, I wasn't too concerned about what some sort of STD disclosure there, but it is nice to just hear from someone out of the blue who has nothing but nice things to say. Are you following me on the social medias? Are you? I know media is already plural. Okay. Don't, don't at me. Yeah, sure. I know. I know some of you were avidly following me on Instagram and then I lost my IG and don't worry. There's plans for me to make a return to the platform soon. Uh, but I hope you like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page, uh, which is the Man Whore Podcast, or you follow me on Twitter at the Billy Presida. You know, I love hearing from you. I love seeing your tweets. I love seeing your comments, your emails, whatever's. Um, I got this tweet from at Release the Pants, which is just a great, great Twitter handle. Uh, at Release the Pants says. The more I listen to the podcast, the more I realize you're both the male version of me and my spirit animal. Hashtag twinsies. Hashtag stay slutty. Well, I guess it seems like there's one slutty woman in the Bay Area who's also professionally bad at dating. Uh, (laughs) If you want to send me your comments, your questions, you want to hear your words on this podcast, your feedback, both good and bad, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. And now for this week's guest, Stevie. Oh, wow. So, you know, Stevie is someone who was part of my XP's group. I don't know why I'm still saying P. It's Paige. It's fine. The world's not going to end. Stevie was part of her group of friends, um, her her little polycule, so to speak. Um, she would be at gatherings that we would go to, sexy ones and not. And I asked her to do the podcast recently, and uh, she surprisingly said yes. Surprisingly to me, because I was not really sure where she stood on the topic of Billy Presida. Because obviously, you know, after a breakup, friends take sides. Obviously, her friends took her side. Makes total sense. No hard feelings there. I had her on the show, and we ended up, oh boy, did she spill some tea? Uh, as as the gays say, I am told. Now, the this episode uh, has two recordings. Partially because the first day we met up, we got some great stuff, but both of us were a little scatterbrained, a little nervous in weird headspaces. So I asked her if we could meet up a second time and record like an extra 20 minutes. That was a little bit more lighthearted. That, you know, wasn't centered around rape and assault and drama. Right. So you're going to hear about 20 minutes with us and then you're going to hear a quick interstitial and then you're going to hear the rest, the main bulk of the podcast. Tomorrow, available to all my $5 and up fan whores on Patreon, you're going to hear a bonus episode, which is kind of like a cutting room floor of my conversation with Stevie. Uh, Some stuff that was good on its own, but didn't quite make it into the flow of our conversation. Uh, That will be available tomorrow. But for now, let's spill some tea with Stevie. No, no, no. This one's good. Oh, are we on now? I mean, we can be. I'm just letting you know that's yours. Um, I can also telescope this higher. That's helpful. Yeah, because I'm really tall. (laughs) Well, also, because I know the holding the microphone can be tiresome. Holding the microphone is annoying. Yeah, so long as you're like that close on it, you should be good. Yeah, no. um, uh, New Boy is really good at chess. Um, 
and I have not played competitively like ever. Mm-hmm. And he he did. So I'm gonna not play him ever. Oh, no, I don't think you could learn, but that's fine. I mean, maybe I'll get him super drunk one day and play him while he's drunk and I'm sober. Maybe that would be even. I tried to teach Paige backgammon, and it got to the point where we weren't allowed to anymore because she wanted to learn, but she wasn't like it just wasn't for her, and so it just would get frustrating when Aww. I would try to teach. Because again, remember, Billy is naturally condescending. Yes. Me teaching someone a thing and my con- does not mix no. well together. So we I just imagine. stopped playing backgammon. <laughs> yeah, no, this was literally like first date with this guy. He was like, yeah, I shouldn't play you in chess ever because I'll just murder you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe don't do that. That's yeah, mean. <laughs> less murdering. Uh, but it's a good time to say I'm here with a Stevie. How do you say the last? Balcon? Balkan? Balkan. Balkan. Like, whatever. I mean, yes, technically, sorry. Technically, Balcon, but like, I don't care. What does that mean or stand for? Um, really? <laughs> really as in like, am I supposed to know? Or oh, really no, as no, in no. you just don't want to share it? Really as in, should I share it? I, I, it it's th- stupid. It's Oh, even better. even better. Okay, um... So I love for someone to say, no, I don't want to share. It's really stupid. I'll be like, no, no, tell me. And then they do. Um, and then I go like, you were right. That was a little <laughs> so. So we started talking about chess. Okay. Um, and freshman year of college, I would leave my six hour sculpture studio to just go play chess and smoke pot with my friend on his balcony. Um, and Balkon is how you spell balcony in German. So literally literally that, i mean balcony. hey that's how i choose my porn name too, like i want is, a balcony uh, the so location I put it of my, my nerdy name. activity in college <laughs> that's how you get your porn name doesn't everyone yeah, know duh. the meme <laughs> well uh how, how was your sex party that you threw oh my god it was so good i was i was upside down for a long time okay yeah so i was like a host so i had to go around being like hi thank you for coming i love you which was all true but then it got exhausting after a while, and eventually my my shift as being a host and doing my hostly duties as absinthe fairy was eventually over. The absinthe f- fairy? Yes. What is an absinthe fairy? What is an absinthe fairy? Have you seen, like, Moulin Rouge? I'm, I'm fucking on the mic. I'm almost <laughs> sucking it. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> so now I'm literally, like, anyway, um... Yeah, so <laughs> the absinthe fairy. The theme of the party was um La Vie en Rouge. So like basically the movie Moulin Rouge and other movies about Paris in the twenties, Belle Epoque, like a almost an eighty year span of Paris, but just Do you Parisian. need a film degree to go to your play party? I mean basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The only people who got my costume were extremely intelligent sure <laughs> yeah i was matahari how uh how long i don't know who that is i'm not oh gonna, my god i'm very uncultured uh, you're so uncultured <laughs> it's like why would you ever make out with me i'm so i don't uncult- know why i did yeah this is interesting because this is the first time you're actually in a space that i that, oh like, yeah my space like my space you've never yeah, been this is funny in a billy bedroom there are unicorns on your pillow that's cute yeah, yeah. Those were a uh, present from a listener at my first Manhorcon. She's like, I have a present. 
And then she made she made those pillowcases. Well, that's cute. They're very cute. Shout out to Heather uh, for cute unicorn pillowcases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So wait, how long have you been throwing a sex party? Um, this is I think our seventh one. Um, <laughs> I will fully admit that I'm running on like four hours of sleep. Do when do you sleep? When do you rest? Uh, You've never. been tired for days. <laughs> I yes. I mean, I had my party on Saturday, and then yesterday I drove a U-Haul truck around Brooklyn all day, putting stuff back from the party. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, what yeah. type of stuff are we talking that um, like required well, we had, such U-Haul renting? We had a human windmill built for our party specifically, so um, that was amazing. Uh, what I, is a human windmill? What is a human? Well, what is the St. Andrew's Cross, and how do you get it to turn? Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so I was upside down. So, like, basically, I was, like, a host. So I had to go around greeting everyone forever and being like, thank God that you're here. Which is all true. Everything I said was true. I swear to God. Um, But eventually I got tired and was like, I'm going to take off my wings and, like, party. I had two of my boyfriends were... Three of my boyfriends were there. And my girlfriend was there. And eventually I was just like, Polly Power, like... Like, assemble people. Come beat the shit out of me. While you were strapped up on this yeah, yeah. rotating sand I, I took off. I took off my green fairy wings. And I was like, I ne- I'm done. Like, do something to me. And so they put me up on our custom-made uh, kink equipment and beat the living shit out of me. Do y'all turn that into a game at ever? Like, where it's like you have a big board and you spin you... And you have your finger out pointed to see where you <laughs> land. Like that would be a fun game of Twister. Like I you also mean, play Twister with a person on that. This is literally uh, our debut of this piece of equipment was Saturday, uh-huh. and today is Monday. So sure. no, we haven't gone that far yet. Next party, next Twister. party, probably regular yeah. Twister board. But you have the person spinning. Yeah, I mean the that would fit thematically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm into it. What What is the theme that that fits into? The theme is probably going to be like drag race. Okay. I mean, it fits just in terms of like, it's not the wrong time period. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. It's modern enough. Wait, yeah. how, so how many boyfriends do you have? You were how like, many two boy- boys. I mean, three of my, I mean, how many, how many are there that there could be? Technically... And I had to go over this with my mother today as well, which was hilarious. I technically have like three serious steady boyfriends. Okay. And then I have one serious steady girlfriend. Okay. And I have other partners who are like, nah, like whatever, you know, compare, compare, comparatively, comparatively. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, I told my mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm dressing as Matahari for this party. Um, she knows nothing about what I actually do. She just has guesses. And um, she's like, send us a picture in the like the family group text. And so I had my girlfriend take a picture and I sent it directly to her privately of my like, like everything I made was made by me because I make things and mm. no one knows that. It's very sad. Okay. Um, but, you know, a bra that like barely covered my nipples and a skirt that. I was not wearing a thong with at all, and and everything was out. And I sent her the picture. And when she was like, "That's just nice." That she's very- like, "Do you know what you're asking for? It. Wearing an outfit you're like that for it. That's what you're asking Do for. Do you know? 
Do you know what it is? Because it is terrifying. I uh, know. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just gonna hang out with, uh, with my partners, and it's all gonna be good. And she's like, who are your partners? Is she down with the poly? I mean, she is has, aware of it. I have tried to explain it to her so many times. I had two partners at my college graduation brunch, and nice. I mean, she paid for it. You know, like, like she was there. They were there. She didn't understand what a triad was. Okay. Um, I didn't kiss either of them, but they were there and like they were my partners. Did you do like a coming out as Polly? Um, I came out as bisexual in a spoken word poem. As one does. Cue the the but um, you know, drum solo. Um. I explained to them at some point that I was Polly, and my brother seemed to understand. He was like, yeah, there's a word for that. I was like, so you're driving me to like this party, and this guy's going to meet me outside, and that's my boyfriend, but you already met my girlfriend, so like, just so you know, like... But I feel like that's it's an easier cool. thing to digest as like someone not into Polly, because you could see it as just like um, different flavors and like seeing the genders as flavors as opposed to like people being flavors. Hypothetically, so I, feel, I, yes. I think hypothetically you can. I think it's just easier for your average Joe to wrap their head around having a boyfriend and a girlfriend than it is to wrap around the concept of like multiple boyfriends or multiple girlfriends. Yeah. Um. Again, hypothetically, I base yes. this off of never having to kind of come out as anything. So, <laughs> but <laughs> well, my big brother was like, "Oh, there's a word for that, poly something, right?" And I'm like, "Yes, good job, Danny. You read a salon piece. We're proud you, of you did. You did. You did work. You read a thing. Good yeah. job, brother." <laughs> um, and yeah, so he was the first family member that I was like out to in terms of poly. And then I came out to my parents and they just, they don't seem to understand at all. And they just forget things. And they're like, okay, so like, Justin, that's your boyfriend. And I'm like, I mean, he's one of my boyfriends. Now we're broken up, but you know, um, when they came to visit, they were like, we want to meet him. We don't want to meet anyone else. I'm just like, me. Why? So they can like try to maintain whatever fantasy they've built in their head. I don't know. That's I weird. don't know. Today, like my mom was texting me. She's like, "So, so you keep like a two to one ratio, right?" And I'm like, "What? What it's, do you mean by what? that?" She's like, "Well, you name two boyfriends and one girlfriend." And I'm like, "I mean, technically, I have like three boyfriends." And Which a means you need to have one and a half girlfriends. I'm like, do like <laughs> for keeping the ratio. Yeah, I'm like, I don't fucking pay attention to a ratio. Like, I I meet people and I like them, and if they happen to have a vagina, congrats. That's great. Um, but that's never been part of it for me. Like, uh, I'm shrugging, which is ideal for audio. Well, how, <laughs> how did she or I mean, is she the main person who has issues or is this a family wide thing? Because I have. A um, my family just doesn't get it. I feel well, like. How did. Well, I, I asked that to say, how did they take the bisexual coming out? Um, the bisexual coming out was in a poem and they're just like, yeah, whatever. You're weird. Um <laughs> And, you know, I'm okay with that being the extent of their, like, caring about my sexuality. Because, like, they don't need to know anything as long as, you know, if I have, like, a a thing, they help me out. And thus far, any, like, 
drama that I've had that I've really needed someone for, they've been kind of kind of there for me. But do you get like a lot of questions from the fam? Um, I think they prefer not to think about me in that way. Which I think they... is very healthy. Sure. I mean, what, I think what are you trying I, to say? I was going to say I think my family also prefers not to think of me that way, yet questions still arise, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, my mom has been like that was an orgy, right? And I've been like, <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question yes. ever. And then I'll like bring up people that I talked about at one point and, and she'll be like, yeah, from the orgy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's, a, that's inaccurate. Like, come on, come on. Carol, this is my daughter's boyfriend, Jim, from the orgy. From the orgy. <laughs> I don't know what your parents sounds like. I was going to say, first off, what kind of accent was that? Second uh, off. From the OG. I don't know. This is uh, this is almost uh, Long Island. I don't, I'm not quite sure. My mother is German. Und Jim from Suorgi. I can't. I can't pretend to do no, German. No, you really can't. Uh, but so they pretty much keep a distance on that stuff. Um, they keep a distance on most things, and I'm not sure if it's because they don't give a fuck or because they can't be bothered to like figure it out. Yeah. Either way, whatever. Sure. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, fair it was enough. just weird that my mom texted like the group chat, which is like my mom, my dad, my brother, and his girlfriend, being like, "Stevie, send us a costume photo." Um, no. And I texted her directly and I sent her photos of me and my girlfriend. And I'm like, basically naked. I'm like, this is my costume. And then she was like, do you know what you're asking for? It. It. Asking for it. I'm basically asking for it. And you're like, mom, honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I'm kind of begging for it. I'm begging. Like, I'm hoping. (laughs) I, I mean, I hooked up with like four new people that night great time impressive also my partners so that's like seven people i've never i've never hooked i've made out with that many people at a party before but i haven't like fooled around with that many people at one party i'm not talking like pnv and like oral sex happened sure yeah, yeah. No, i'm saying like i'll usually mess around with my date if i have one i think actually the party w- with you was the party that I actually played with the most amount of people. It was only three. Awesome. It's like you, Nicolette, who was on the podcast last month, and then oh, uh, shit. I need to listen to that. Oh, it was so good, so good. And then uh, I can't remember who the other was. <gasps> you slut. It was. I'd have to go look at my 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 document. <laughs> I'm sure I could find so out. So back in like middle school, I had a chart of people I would never make out with. And you have a fucking list now. You had a list of people you wouldn't make out with, as in like they wouldn't make out with you? I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19. Sure. which is, And I uh, also didn't make out with anyone until I was like 17. Right. But what I'm saying is your list was people who you didn't, who you liked, but wouldn't make out with you. Correct. I had the same list. <laughs> High five. Woo! I had a very sad list in my sock drawer in boarding oh. school. I kept track of my crushes and then that they don't put X next to them when they wouldn't be interested. Then someone found it. And like there's only two check marks because there's only two girls that kissed me by junior year. So like it was like someone 
I got like sat down with this piece of paper from my sock drawer that I'm uncomfortable. Someone went through my sock drawer. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? I think there were. I think they were doing like a uh, dorm check for contraband or something. I think they were looking for drugs, and so they were just searching everyone's rooms. Or like sometimes when someone would steal something in the dorm, if it was like expensive enough, they would shut down the dorm and do searches. and search everyone. Okay, right. even I mean, though they knew like Persita, I know this is cute. We're not gonna. He's he didn't steal anything. What is this sad piece of paper? Sir? <laughs> um, and then event, but then eventually the list. Billy, this is the saddest piece of paper I have ever seen. <laughs> it would have like a dozen names of just. Oh. I, I, I look, I crush easily and I crush hard. Eventually, the list like became like a mixture of like rejections and girls who who liked me back and then slowly but surely i just was like i grew confident enough to take all of the x's like all the crushes off the list and keep it to just a chart of my sexual wise history as there became a sexual history that is wise how so you had a little crush list that's cute i mean yeah so my friends and i like in middle and high school we would like make like a list and do you know like that game mash where it was like mansion apartment shack house yeah very very ableist that game no (laughs) 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 try try pitching that game to our scene today oh yeah no they'd be like that's so it's ableist it's classist and it's just you know and it disproportionately affects marginalized communities and we're not playing this game accurate (laughs) i mean that's that's valid um but yeah it was a thing that we played when i was in middle and high school and like my best friends would always put like the names of the people they knew I had crushes on. So it'd be like Sergio, Jaleel, like Michael. I don't remember the last two, but you can make them up. This is I could totally make them. Dustin, let's throw a Dustin. Gross. Well, yeah, you have to have some bad ones in there to land (laughs) on, right? (laughs) Okay, Dustin and Carlos. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, so like those lists would be somehow they would come up again a year later or whatever. Be like, oh look what I found. I'm like, why do you not throw paper away? You should throw paper away. These are sad papers. Yeah, mm. what are you doing saving this? This is this is awkward. Tickets for Tour de Man Whore are still on sale right now, and you got about two ish weeks left. To activate a city near you. San Francisco's already going to get their very own Man Whore Podcast live show experience. And if you want me to come to your city, you're going to have to show me that you deserve it. Go to manwhorepod.com slash tour. Click on your city. Get yourself a ticket. Get yourself a few tickets. And when we sell out of the pre-sale discount tickets, I'm coming to you. I want to give you a little city by city update. Uh, as as we approach the finish line, Chicago is in the lead right now. We only have eight tickets left to go for activation in Chicago. Detroit and Dallas, you got nine tickets left to go. Then we got Miami with ten tickets left. Washington D.C. Bring this slutty show to the nation's capital. You just gotta sell twelve more tickets. Pittsburgh, where I am terrified to do a live show, but I'm prepared for it. Pittsburgh, we got 13 tickets left to go. Uh, Philly and Memphis have 14 tickets left. Portland's got 15. Minneapolis. You know, by the way, Minneapolis. Y'all seem so excited to see Minneapolis in the list of cities. And yet you still have 16 tickets left to go. Where are you, Minneapolis heads? I want I want an excuse to come to your city. Give it to me. 
Then we got Vancouver, Boston, Toronto, LA, Austin, Atlanta. Y'all got a bit of work to do, but you're on the board. And uh, and then London, Columbus, Bloomington. I, I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe it's just like one person who downloads this show a lot in each of your cities. But you still got you got 20 tickets left to bring me over there. All right. One more time. Go to manwhorepod.com slash tour. Tickets are just $10 in domestic cities. Sell out your pre-sale discounted tickets by March 31st, and I am coming to you this year. One more time, manwhorepod.com slash tour. Let's get back to me and Stevie. That close? Okay. Oh, yeah. You, you want to be right up on it. It's like almost a Hitachi in my face. <laughs> At least you didn't go with like, oh, it's a big black penis, because the amount of times I've heard that... I roll. <laughs> yeah, no, Kenzie, my dog, who I love so much. Um, when I first got her, I was in DC and she could not handle anyone like touching me. Mm-hmm. Mainly men. It was kind of hilarious because I was in a triad at the time. And when my boyfriend would like, anything like get in bed with me she would immediately start this low growl like like i'm not okay with this and then bark if he went further than kissing me which he obviously did but then when my girlfriend was in bed with me she was just like very alert but didn't make noises it's like how did she know uh that men are terrible she can't read think pieces that's you're a very smart one yes you are I think that she has overheard enough spoken word poetry that I listened to on a loop. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then I had one partner who you know from here, New York, um, who visited me in D.C. And he's allergic. And so I moved her crate to the other side of my one bedroom apartment. Like it was in the kitchen so that it was as far away as possible. And... All night she was barking. Eventually we all fell asleep. And then literally in the morning, as soon as he like rolled over on top of me, she barked. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, And I'm going to improperly segue and say, I'm here right now with Stevie. Hey, Billy. (laughs) Long time no see. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck have you been? I've been working my fucking ass off because I went to art school. So, you know. That'll happen. Yeah, that happens. Um, New York is a crazy place where, despite the fact that we live close to each other, we might not see each other for apparently two years. And yeah, and breakups will really cause a schism. Oh, yes. (laughs) Big schisms. Yeah, um, because I probably haven't seen you since like maybe a party like well over a year ago. And I don't think we've spoken, spoken since really the page breakup and so i remember when i first contacted you i was nervous because i wasn't sure where you stood because we had never really spoken after the breakup so i didn't know if you were on the fuck billy bandwagon or not because you were still facebook friends with me and that usually was my way of telling if someone had canceled me so that's not a good judge with me for the reason are you a spy (laughs) <laughs> is that why you were like don't worry don't worry i'll stay on i won't comment anything mean because i'm gonna keep an eye on him for you 
<laughs> no. So you so you were saying so you you don't delete someone off Facebook if you don't like them, um, although you are claiming you're not a spy. Correct. Yeah. Um, one of my worst exes and my last monogamous partner made a fake account after I blocked him on Facebook and like stalked me through it. So now I just I keep all of the people on Facebook, especially if I'm terrified of them, which is unfortunate, but guys can be fucking insane. Um, so like the ex that put me in the hospital, I'm still friends with him on Facebook and people assume that that's not a bad breakup because I'm still friends with him. And I'm like, or maybe I had a worse breakup before, even though that sounds insane. But yeah. What do, so, you, what do you feel when you see him up in your, uh, your newsfeed? I mean, I, I unfollow him. But you yeah, sound I mean, like you, I unfollowed you. That's fine. That's fair. But, like, but it sounds like you, <laughs> very fair. Um, but it sounds like you, like you do the things and you say, Hey, I'm going to manage what I want to see from certain people for my like self care and without having to make this big dramatic, like blocking or unfriending. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, there is one person that I have, I blocked him on Facebook and he still comes up on my Instagram suggestions. And this is a motherfucker who raped me. And so I get to like see his face randomly because Instagram's like, suggestion, you may know. And I'm like, the one who can burn in hell. So now I had to block, I had to like search for him on other social media and block his accounts on other things, even it, though he never reached out to me. Just so that it doesn't pop up as like a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so what do you feel when like that stuff pops up? Um, I stop breathing generally. I have PTSD, uh, quite severely. I'm on a lot of drugs and Kenzie is a support animal. So she knows how to calm that, but she can't always be around. Um, so yeah, I go to therapy every week. I have an awesome therapist. Like that, I'm assuming, like, are people still friends with this person, Dima? A couple people. And like, so you might still see that person's pictures. You might see that they're in a show thing with the person. You might see them, po- like, you still have to s- see people. Even even if you block everybody, you can still end up having to see people who their mere existence still, like, will trigger you. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I mean, like, I have some people in my life that are like that. Paige is kind of one of them. Um, but you seem to have, like, several as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm young, and people in our community like to joke about how young I am. But how young are you again? <laughs> I'm going to be 25 in September. That means we hooked up when you, you were 20, I was, 21. I think I was 19. I think you were very drunk 19. <laughs> I think I was a very drunk 19. I know you were. I know you were very drunk because I was definitely drunk. Well, my ex was very not happy that night with the way you were kind of like. So you were like kind of all over. No, that's me. not where we met. Is that not where we met? No, and that's why I keep teasing you because that's not where we actually met. We actually met on a roof. We were having a picnic on a roof, and yes. Okay, I'm following. I'm 500% sure, and all of my exes will also tell you I have an annoyingly good memory. Oh! I had a black eye when we met. 
I did not cause it. Um, no, you didn't. No, no, no. Five hundred percent. Billy did not cause. No, the black I know. Guy. I know exactly what it was. This was like very early in like my dating her. Yeah. And she wanted to introduce me to all of her friends. Yeah. Um, I guess I was just so. I think I was focused more on like on the partners that yeah. she wanted me to meet. That. Also, I'm bad at meeting people like with names until you're in my Facebook feed. I'm not going to remember your name because that's just how I tend to remember names. There are comedians who are like, Billy, we've met we've met seven times. What the fuck? On that you roof. were wearing like a ripped up white T-shirt. And I was like, it sounds right. I was like, Paige, what? What? Do you, what? <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, but I was that was my initial reaction was what? We do brutal honesty on this show. So yeah, you're good. <laughs> exactly. And that's I'm very much in that frame of mind. Was um, was it just the T-shirt or is there other red flags you just saw? I think all like all I can really remember right now is the t-shirt and then that you I mean most people at the at the picnic did not realize I had a black eye <laughs> they thought it was some makeup trend you were one of the ones who said that you were like oh I thought you were just doing something I was but like it, no in this community that would be something someone would do <laughs> oh not not like a fucking a shiner, yeah, I, that's a hundred percent something the burner world would go through a phase of. You remember when everyone was doing medical play for a few months? I mean, like every people still do medical play. Yeah, but like everybody was doing it for like a couple. Yeah, my first hacienda <laughs> party was the uh, the doctors in. Oh, that one I've I've infamously shared the story of like our friend. Oh, I I won't say our friend. That's inaccurate. Our the person we know who had his balls. Oh yeah, I dated him for a while. Yeah, and we only stopped dating because of uh, the balls shrunk back no, to normal size. I understand. That's <laughs> not why. We are still very good friends. We still play a lot. I just didn't have the emotional bandwidth to date him. For sure, and he's like the most understanding person about that. Yeah, no, he's a very nice guy, but like he's one of the standouts from that oh, party. Yeah. That was that was a big scene. A lot of people probably had never seen before yeah <laughs> um yeah so we met on that roof but i guess the first time we ever hooked up or fooled around was was when i was a very drunk 19 i was very drunk um it was my first like yeah it was the first time i was ever in a place and it was like this is a sex party like everyone's naked like duh. i mean i got naked first it's one of the but... first times i've I was really shocked. It was one of the first times I really had to push a pretty woman away. Because uh, at some point, I was just like, I think, because I don't think I realized how intoxicated you were, like when we started like making out with me. And obviously, like the guy who brought me didn't fucking like stick with me. And that should have been the first red flag about that relationship. Uh -huh. But <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that's why I was su surprised that you said that she is kind of like a breakout buddy of yours because my understanding, and maybe in this, just oh, she I, knows how drunk I was, but not just that. Not, it's just my understanding of you and her was that y'all weren't tight because it, it, I, my, I thought she didn't like you that much. And that's what part of the reason why I tried not to mess with you too much. And I clearly must be wrong, but just that was my that was my like um, understanding, or that's kind of what I interpreted from I like mean, the interactions. Her best friend is like a super important person in my life, and has been like friend and like 
play whatever you want to say play partner and then friend again and well yeah you're in that you're in that group in that scene yeah. that was just i guess i misinterpreted what the relationship between you two were but i mean th- that is a curious thing so you're still like fairly tight with some of these people yeah and you're doing this show yeah and i am anathema to quite a number of them literally so i had therapy yesterday and i talked to my therapist i was like all this depressing stuff in my life is happening and i'm focusing on how i want to talk tomorrow because i can foresee a lot of people being upset with me but at the same time, if they know me, they know that I want to be able to speak my mind and share my opinions on things. And mm-hmm. like, ugh. this is a way to do that. A lot of frustration, um, but also like, yeah. Well, we've established that the remaining my Facebook friend is not the barometer to go by. So yeah. I guess let me just ask outright, like, where where do you stand on Billy Presida? Um. I hate the term problematic with a burning passion because people need to know about the levels of bad. Like, you were a shitty boyfriend. Okay, that sucks. I, I'm just saying, like, the, a quick summary, right? I, I can't even follow every fucking, like, thread where it's like, oh, he's the worst. And it's like, but... But why? Did he, like, go and, like, assault a bunch of people? Or anyone? Or anyone at all? Like, I've had people literally put me in the hospital, and it took me telling, like, 50 people and, like, begging some people multiple times before that person was excised from the community. Like, I had to fight. And that person is physically a threat. And also, you shouldn't have to fight for that. Also, that yes. But did have you did you notice how quickly I was out for words? Yes. And how hard you had to fight yes. for someone who did real stuff. Five hundred percent, and that's a thing I hate. And like, yeah, maybe I don't know a lot of great things about you, but I've also just kind of stayed neutral because it's like I don't know the full story from either of you and also like it sucks that your relationship can get so public and i know it's uh, ironic that we're talking but right. you know do you mean public like outside of the podcast just like within the like yeah, public like with, with the community within the community like so much information about like the good and the bad have just been like plastered all over like the internet forums and whatnot and it's just it's a bit fucked up and like it's from it's not from one person more than the other and it's just like a lot of people have been like yeah well he's terrible so blah 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 and i'm like but reasons like can i get a better reason other than he's problematic we're not gonna i'm not gonna answer yeah like that's a big thing like there are people in the community who are labeled problematic. And then I go, hi, I'm Stevie. Why is he problematic? I want to know so that I'm informed. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking, well, I'm. A reasonable human being? You know, perhaps. 
But basically, like, forgiveness and, like, understanding and believing in, like, the humanity of a person is very important to me. I think what's really important for the community to understand is the imperfection of a person. Yeah, and, like, we're all humans, Mm -hmm. and the same people who go around putting red flags on people are also flawed and it's like maybe in different ways and that's important it's really there are levels to like how bad people are and there are some people in the community who are at like level 10 of this is a horrible person but then there are people who are like a level like a five or a seven and it's like they're they're iffy but like we could talk to them and figure out if they could improve themselves if they're even aware of what they're doing that is so offensive yeah the people who are d- trying to who are trying to label people this way aren't an authority like they're not the governing body they don't get this just because someone says this person is anathema to a, this person's problematic says you like who are you to say the thing um because if i ask a different panel of people in the general population they may feel differently and then the frustrating thing for me is i will ask those people who say that kind of shit and then they won't give me a full answer because they don't fucking have one yeah. and that's what outrage right now like so the thing with my shit right now uh so i you know everyone knows i think about my big 2015 twitter fight epic uh i was an asshole that's past the people still involved from that still today will say it's 2019 right it's 2019 okay. yeah i know they will still say Billy Presidas is, I hear he's still harassing women. When you ask who, they will give you a blog link from 2015. And then if you say, well, who else? Because we already know about this. They don't give you an answer. And that's what's frustrating for me is like, I'm look, I probably owe some people apologies. I regularly throughout the year apologize to people out of the fucking blue. I may like think about asking someone on the podcast. And I'll pull out my phone and I'll go. There are texts. What was our last interaction? And I'll be like, "Ooh, I'm not gonna ask her to be on the show, but I'm gonna tell her I'm sorry." Like I've done that. No one had to call <laughs> me out. I do do this. <laughs> so it's frustrating to me because if you're not gonna tell me what I did, if I truly don't know what we're talking about, even they're not even saying like, "Oh, we're, you know the thing with that person." Like I don't even know what this is, so I can't go look to see if I actually owe someone an apology or if I need to clarify something. Or if I just am going to laugh it off because I think that this is ridiculous. Whatever it is, if I don't know what we're talking about, if you don't know what they're talking about, how are we supposed to hold anyone accountable, do any sort of restorative justice, yeah, any I of can't, that? I can't know, you know, why I should hate you, for example. Exactly. It's, like, it's fine to hate me, but you should know why. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I'm very, much, I'm very much not that kind of person. Like I said, like the way I was raised, like, no, you have to have a reason for your feelings. And I, yeah, I, I have a lot of feelings. I'm an empath. I'm a very emotional person, but I'm also not going to like only listen to one side of a story. And that's the thing that I feel like isn't happening. Like people here half half of one side of a story like someone's really upset and they say something that's usually even a little hyperbolic <laughs> i'm not talking about you right now okay but just in general and then everyone else takes that and runs with it and it's like and then that person who initially said the like said oh this person did x y and z is like yeah they did x and y i was really upset that night i embellished yeah 
as we all do. But then we fairly. don't. But then we don't like back up and say, "Oh, okay, thank you for clarifying." We don't go and correct the record. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, what lives online and on Facebook or on Google is this thing without that correction. Exactly. And like. I'm a writer, and I write really shitty first drafts, and then I go back, and I'm like, whoa, need to fix this. Even stuff I've published, I've rewritten it. And, like, we need to do that in our community. Like, did we did we mess up? And I know so many people who are... I have spoken to people about this, and they have agreed with me, like... It is like walking on eggshells sometimes because, you know, I've never done any of the things that could get me, like, ostracized from a community, but I'm willing to ask people about them and hear, like, their side of things. Well, then, what? so what prevented you from reaching out to me when all, not just, not during the breakup, because the breakup was less public, I, I think, like, the actual breakup itself, well you know six months later the that whole that post that you know my ex made and everything the fallout from that what prevented you from reaching out to me and saying hey this is being said what's going on what's your side i mean at at one point i literally just i stopped reading anything with your name in it because i was like this is just it's just like a dumpster fire and i don't believe that half of it is even like accurate just based on who i see is is writing that like some people i'm like oh they know the situation and then other people i'm like do you know either of them at all do you know what happened to me at the last part that last triple xmas from december 2017 where we probably ran into each other um i was which, one of many many slutty santa yeah it was so funny you were like well i was just as a slutty santa i'm like who okay, the fuck was it but, but like <laughs> i was really cute I mean, you always are. Um, but but you know what happened at that one? A uh, I went to the consent workshop thing underneath because I went with my then girlfriend at the time who was new, and so they had to go and you know go through that. So I had to be there for it. So we're down there. Uh, that is over, and this dude that, to my knowledge, I've never met before in my life. Beeline. Now I'm standing next to Eric. Eric. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm awesome standing. Yeah. He's, so he's like wearing his guardian band and everything. I just happen to be standing next to him. This dude, again, I think, I believe to be a stranger, beelines to me, then to Eric, you know, so again, isn't saying anything to me, but to Eric says, What the fuck is Billy doing here? And it, he's like, and then he turns to me, he's like, and I'm like, I tried to introduce myself, like, Hi, I don't think we've met on Billy does not, you know, introduce himself, so I don't even know who he is. And he's like, "How are you here?" After after she reported you, and I'm like, "What that? Are you okay?" And then Eric had to go to the side and talk to the guy about why I'm allowed to be there after uh, you know, reported that I literally bumped into her at a party, um, which was the which was the complaint. They asked, "Did he grope you?" No, he bumped into me. And I and had... people want me banned over that. And and that's just like at that point, I have to be convinced that this guy, I'm like, do you know what the, this, yes, I was reported. Do you know what the report was? Um, because that is bonkers to me. It's like, do we know why we're mad at people? But wait, so, so back to all that, 
that kind of stuff because I find it interesting you being the friend of her and then us having hooked up a couple of times. Um, when you ha- has I don't know if this has happened. I imagine this has happened as in a, other times too. When you see somebody you've been with get called out for something, especially something really bad, like maybe some sort of consent violation, like what's your reaction? Do you just go like, oh, like I can taste it and you spit it out? Like what? what's your reaction? I mean, I 500% sure. have experienced this kind of recently. Um, a partner I'd been with for years and who I trusted and thought respected me um like we had talked once because i heard a rumor about him and i was like babe what the fuck is this and he was like yeah i like i went too far this one time i've talked to the girl like we have she has maybe not forgiven but like we've talked about it it's in the past i've like gone to therapy and like you know really worked on this stuff that's what he said to me mm-hmm. who was then i was you know i'd been with him for several years and like yes it was long distance a lot but still like we talked nearly every day in some capacity and he was a really important person in my life and then we had that conversation i was really sad that he'd ever done that mm-hmm. But also, he had told me that he, it was, he had told me A, that it was years ago, and B, that he had, like, come to terms with this person. Yeah, there's an alleged reconciliation. Exactly. But then, I guess something popped up on the interwebs. And then, and then, a friend of mine, like, a new friend, I, like, I mentioned his name, and she started crying. And I was like, oh, my God, what? And she was like, oh, sorry. Like, it was like, not like sobbing, just like a couple tears. And she like wiped them away. She's like, sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah, I just don't, I don't associate with him because he assaulted me. And I was like, but he's my, like, he's my, my awesome guy that I've been with for so long. And like, I brag about him and like, he's, he's amazing. Like that, that was in my head. And I was like, I am so sorry. And then soon after she that she knew that he was your partner yes, presently at that yes. time okay and soon after that conversation with her or she she like publicly talked about everything that happened mm-hmm. and i talked to him again and i said why did you tell me that this was like a one off thing and years ago and blah 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 when this friend of mine who was not the girl he talked about has this story and he he basically like backpedaled and was like oh well i i didn't know or a lot of bullshit and i'm still really heartbroken about that because i gave him the chance to tell me the truth and instead he was like like patronizing and basically saying like oh well that's not what you asked about and it's like no 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 i asked in general is this true did you assault this person you should have also told me other things like maybe that you assaulted my friend like that's fucked up and yeah um that relationship obviously fell apart I told him that I 
could not be with someone who lied to my face directly the way he did. It was very sad to me, but I was also coming from a place of, I care about this person and I want to hear, like, I want him to tell me because we've been together for so long and he knows, he knows that I've been raped multiple times. He knows about the assaults I've been through. And for someone who claimed to love me and who had been by my side for so long to not tell me this information, like to not be open about that. And it's like, if it's, if it's a thing in your past, right? If you were, this is like the most problematic type of conversation. Bring it on. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying like, yeah. like guys are taught in this country. I feel like that, Sorry, there's construction outside. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, that like, oh, I should convince her. Like, from a very young age, I was very aware of that. And that also led to a lot of not so great things that I did when I was younger. Like? But um, we can get to that. Okay. Um, but just like in terms of like this person and this consent violation and all of the consent violations he did initially he told me this was a thing that happened years ago and i do believe that people can change especially when like he told me this happened in like college and i'm not forgiving that or pushing it aside or contextualizing contextualizing it's not an excuse but i think the way men are raised in this country they think it's okay. There's a lot of drama in the sex party scene. Some of yes. it's assault related and some of it's not. Some of it's Billy related. Some of it's whatever, right? Okay. Um, You work with, I know, we both worked with a, a guy who was accused of rape in the scene. And that was like, that's still hanging over him. Whereas the thing that I think as a community, a lot of us believe that it did not happen the way it was claimed um yeah but I've, like that that's a murky thing too because now we have to decide what are we believing what are we not believing what are we banning people over what are we not because some people want to ban people over word crimes on twitter and and then they are letting people who have literally been accused of actual rape still hang around and it's like what where's the standards here where's the consistency yeah 500 percent, yes and like in in some aspects i think you're maybe being used as a scapegoat because you're a public figure right and then maybe people are like oh he's did a a not okay thing and so now horrible look look how great we are yeah it's weird it's murky what what other drama in the scene gets you really i mean so so that person that you mentioned that we've both worked with who is accused I have asked for more information because I really care about this person. I think he's a good person. Like, I'm saying, I think he is a good human. Like, flawed, yes. But, like, is he a, like, is he a malicious, evil, like, no. No, he's not. And I've asked to hear the information. Like, I don't want to read 20 posts of lots of people you know, just be I like, want dude, to- level with me. What went down? I mean, I'm, I have, okay, I have not directly asked him because I have, I, I have, and I've gotten the answer. Like, I've okay. got, I've gotten the play by play of what I don't want to go and then tell the story of yeah, that no. night, but just like I've, I've asked, and like maybe it's because of the amount of time and he's trying to get over it. Cause hey, 
and someone who's been yelled at on the internet by a ton of people all at once on multiple occasions. It's fucking traumatic. Yeah. And so so he may not want to dive into that because like me talking about the Ella Dawson stuff, I have to check like, am I in a headspace where I can do this or am I going to spiral? It, it can be rough. And, and but so, like I, so I've asked other people. I've asked the people accusing him of yeah. this. I've said, but can you tell me what happened? Because I just I genuinely want to know, like I've I've survived a lot of stuff. And I've never felt uncomfortable around him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I do have a little bit of a radar for that kind of thing now. Hopefully. Sometimes I don't. And then I get really angry with myself. Which you shouldn't. Which I, yeah, sure. Not your fault for not being able to read people's rapey minds. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in general, I feel very safe around this person. And I'm very vulnerable with this person. And so when people accuse him of things, I've asked them, can you please tell me? And then they're like, No. And I'm like, why? Why can't you tell me? Well, I don't think they owe you the. Th I don't. I don't think someone who's making an accusation owes anyone, but possibly law enforcement, a story. That's true. I don't think they owe anyone that. But you also don't owe believing them if they won't tell you what happened. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, some of the people saying this are really close to me and people that I care about a lot. But I have told them, like, you not giving me information but like restricting so basically i run an event and i wanted to invite him and i can't even invite him because he is problematic right. and i've said okay what does that mean and they're like well you know years ago blah, blah. and i'm like years ago what and they're like yeah you know stuff happened years ago and i'm like okay you keep saying, you're asking me to make decisions in the dark and that's not how i'm gonna make decisions. yeah i i do not like doing that at all like i read a contract before i sign it oh, look at you i'm an Mille old italian man stuck in this like hot body and it's it's weird. our generation doesn't like reading contracts we just like yelling at apple after the fact it's like no no no. you sign a term and condition you said you didn't want to read it that's okay but then you don't get to get to be mad after um but yeah, th that there is that and and i how does this affect your friendships because in this scene which is a very incestuous scene, especially because yeah. it's not just like, oh, the swing scene or kink scene. I mean, like this is the poly burner sex party scene. A lot of people have fucked or dated a lot of the other people. So one, there's just a lot of things that get tossed out. Of, like he did this. She did that. You know, there's a there's an educator we both know who's a woman that, you know, our my ex says that a friend of hers was assaulted by. No one's ever talked about it. Um it's it, what is what it is. So what I'm saying is like, there's a lot of this gets hurled around. Then um, you are friends with both accused and accusers. And there's so many of these. And if you just believed everybody, you would actually have zero friends, right? Like there's, there's a lot of this. How does this, how do you manage your, not just relationships, but friendships? Um, I had a friend who like, she got really angry at me. Like, I don't even know if this is why the friendship ended. She's one of those people that can't even have a conversation to, like, who knows. But anyway, like, she told me... She she is the one who told me the rumor about my partner. Uh -huh. And I thanked her for telling me that, but I had plans to see him that night. And that night, I asked him. She told me this rumor, and I said... Thank you for telling me. I need to talk to him about it. Th those were my words. 
I didn't say I don't believe you. I said I was very upset. I might even have shed a few tears because I'm like kind of like built close to the water. Mm. Um, is that that doesn't translate? Is that a German phrase? That's a German phrase. Oh, does that just mean you cry easily? Yeah, I do like that phrase though. It's a cute phrase. Yes. Was it sound like in German? Um, dass man nahm Wasser gebaut wird. Less cute in German. Very cute hey, in English. Yeah, <laughs> I have my boyfriend loves when I speak German in bed. So yeah, but how much latex are you wearing when you say it? Zero. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's when German is sexiest to hear. But, but either, I mean, and all this, by the way, is like without even talking about just petty drama. Yeah. And I mean, now that I'm involved in running an event, it's very frustrating because I do have to listen a little bit more to the drama and be like, okay, is this like, is this such a big deal that I need to address it? I need to sit down with the parties involved and be yeah. like what the fuck or is it the internet because come on no one no one can say like when you have a screen and everyone talks about this in every fucking like school bullies everything is so much different and more intense now that we have the internet mm. and that's a big part of it like it's helpful in many ways because it does help us report people who are actually dangerous but it also lets you know lets some drama spiral out of control that maybe wasn't as serious when it initially started it's bullying disguised as call-out culture but i'm very much like okay so so yeah my friend told me this rumor about my partner then the my next move was to go talk to him about that mm -hmm. She got mad because I saw him ever again. I was like, but I, we've been together for years. I need to at least have a conversation with him. Even if it's, we're breaking up because I heard about this. Which it wasn't. I'll admit that. It was, I need you to tell me if these are true rumors. And mm. this is, you know, we talked about it. But she got mad at me for going and talking to him. There are people who probably met. There are people mad you're doing this right now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm very, very positive that there are people mad I'm doing this right now. And uh, like I said, I already had the conversation with my therapist sure. yesterday. I was like, there's going to be some drama because I'm speaking. And that is fucked up. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that in particular you want to say or ask or discuss uh, going into this? Did you have an initial reaction? Oh, when with I you? Yeah, yeah. Or was there a reaction when I asked you to do the podcast? Um, the main thing on my mind when you, in, when you texted me and I immediately responded, yes, <laughs> was because I had just tried to invite that friend to my event and I was shut down and that was like fresh on my mind. I was like, I'm so pissed that I'm not given the information. I'm just told no. Mm. It's also kind of like when you're a kid and like your parents don't tell you why you can't do something. It's It feels a little bit like patronizing like that. And it's like, okay, I can't invite my friend. Tell me why I can't invite my friend. Not just, no, and that's all the information you get. Mm -hmm. Did that make sense? Yeah, no, no. It's, it's still that whole, like, people wanting you to operate and, and make decisions in the dark without 
information and, and I that's am not what, a sheep. Yes, exactly. Uh, and it sounds like, such as myself, like as a kid, you might have been the, the one to ask why a lot. And then your parents would be like, because I said so. And you'd say, that's not an answer. Yeah. That's, and they're academics. And I, yeah. But uh, that was the initial thing I wanted to talk about when you texted me. Because that was like fresh on my mind. Sure. Because now it's happened. Because like. It happens to Billy, it's like, whatever, that's some guy I blew once, who cares? But, you know, when it happens to someone close, then you start seeing, like, oh, yes, this is, rape culture is a prevalent thing in our society, but there is also this, and although we don't have to discredit rape culture to address this, this should be addressed as yeah, well. Yeah, and a lot of people are always saying that, like, if you are talking about something that isn't, like, rape culture, for example, then you're discrediting it. No, you're just also talking about a different thing. And also, just coming from my personal perspective, sometimes I have the emotional energy to discuss one topic. Like, I've been very open with you sure. about what I've been through today. And how, I'm are not, you, how are you feeling, by the way? You, you, I'm hugging myself right now. <laughs> which is fine. I only bring it up because you weren't before. And I didn't know if that was a change in how you're feeling or thinking. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. My subconscious knows and I don't. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but um yeah. Well, uh Steve, thank you for coming on the show. Uh it was very natural. <laughs> uh but where can people find you on the internet if they want to like tell you what they thought about the show or if they want to see you naked? Uh where can they go? Yeah, um Twitter, I am uh at Stevie Balkan Triple X. It's S T E V I E B A L K O N. X X X. X X X. Yeah, that's on Twitter. And then um Instagram, because they are bitches, I had to make a new account. Mm -hmm. Uh C Stevie B, like hey, look at me. Yeah, like S E E Stevie b correct well thank you again for coming on and uh and spilling some tea to be honest a little bit just a, a little pinch of tea uh i appreciate it and uh why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody goodbye man horse <laughs> If you really enjoyed my conversation with Stevie and you want to hear some more, you can hear the cutting room floor snippets that didn't quite make it into this episode on my Patreon. Yes, all $5 and up fan whores, you're getting that bonus episode tomorrow. Let me know what you thought about this show. Go ahead and follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyProceda. Go to manwhorepod.com for all the links to the stuff where we got the merch, the Facebook page, all of it. Go to manwhorepod.com. Want to shoot me an email? Do you have feedback? You got comments? You got questions? Are you angry? Shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Last but certainly not least, Tour de Manwhore. Again, you got only you got about two weeks left to activate your city. Do not email me this year saying, hey, when are you coming to Pittsburgh? When are you coming to Minneapolis? When are you coming to Chicago? I'm giving you your chance. This is your chance. Go put $10 down today. And hey, if we do not activate your city, you do get a refund for the face value of your ticket. One more time. It's manorpod.com slash tour. Next week, I've got on Dr. Chantel Tibbles, uh, author of the book Exposure talking about being an academic studying the porn industry 
I've literally been waiting years to get her on the podcast uh, since we connected so many years ago. I'm thrilled that it's finally happening. Sharing that next week. But until then, everybody, stay slutty. So you want to know what made me want to get a Patreon membership? It's the amount of information that I've learned about sex positivity uh, and communication. And I guess the, the best thing is, is that it's super entertaining. It can be funny and sad and it always evokes some kind of an emotion. Uh, and I have something really interesting to talk to my partner about at the end of the day. Every time I listen to the podcast, uh, we sit down and I say, hey, you know, uh, there was this great guest today and I, I learned this. So I really enjoyed this and it's, it's been really good. Uh, and the, the best benefit of being a fan whore, uh, and an official Patreon supporter, uh, would be the private kit group. You know, see some really great photos, share great photos, uh, and just this sense of sex pause community that I don't otherwise get. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Manhor Podcast. You rule.